Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Ballistic Podcast, live from India. I'm your co-host, Guru Ramprakash, and along with me, he's in Monterey, California. He's Vikram Kant. We're here to talk about the first two playing games that took place today, and uh, and also going to be looking forward to tomorrow for, uh, for a certain matchup that uh, has been talked about at length by pretty much everybody, and you know, that game should be a fun one. We, we can't wait to talk about it. Can't wait to watch it tomorrow. And uh, Vikram, thanks for joining me on such short, short notice. Uh, it's great to have you and talk with you once again. Dude, it's not really short notice. You know, I love to talk about basketball, especially during playoff time. So thanks for coming on. This is going to be a lot of fun. Let's Absolutely. Absolutely. And playing in time is playoff time. So this, I mean, that's, that's what we're here to yeah, talk well, about. Technically, it doesn't count, but, you know, whatever. whatever. I think it's, it feels that way, right? It does indeed feel feel that way. So uh, let's let's briefly just talk about the two games that happened today. Uh, if you guys happen to miss these first two games, uh, I'm here to tell you that you didn't miss all that much. Uh, the Pacers beat the Hornets 144-117 in in the first game, and the and the Hornets have been officially eliminated. The Pacers will move on to face the Wizards, who lost uh, to the Celtics 118 to 100. Uh, if you want some uh, t- tidbits on that game, Jason Tatum had a huge game uh, and showed why he's a, a future upcoming superstar in this league, quite frankly. And uh, Russell Westbrook uh, missed a lot of shots, uh, as you would have would expect from him in a, in a playoff game these days. If I mean, you've been following Russell, Russell Westbrook. Uh, but uh, Vikram, like instead of asking about these two games, uh, I just wanted to ask you like a very general question, right? Obviously, we're all looking forward to Lakers and Warriors tomorrow, and and that is, that that is a very fortuitous fortuitous scenario in a play-in tournament, getting those two teams to match up against the against each other. Uh, is a day like today what we would expect a play-in tournament to be like in the future going forward if the NBA decides to adopt this long-term? Pretty much. I, I think that's the one concern you have, like not you particularly, but I generally have about the play-in tournament. It's just the fact that I'm not sure that most of these play-in games are going to be all that competitive, right? You have some desperate teams. You have some up-and-coming players. So like watching Jason Tatum drop 50 was fun. Like, no matter what we say, that was an enjoyable experience. But I thought the game was like, meh, especially because we saw very clearly that uh, what was ailing Bradley Beal as hamstring was still kind of ailing him. And I thought that had a, a, excuse me, a real impact on the game. So, you know, things like that make it particularly difficult in this case. So overall, I'm happy that the play-in has been, I would say it was kind of a success. Uh, but we'll have to wait for a real decision on that until after tomorrow, of course, where we have a lot more exciting games. What I can tell you is uh, Pacers-Hornets was a real letdown. Uh, the game was basically over in the first quarter. For those of you who did not actually catch the game, uh, you literally missed nothing because in the first quarter, at the end of the first quarter, Charlotte had 24, Indiana had 40. The game was basically over. And uh, they were down by 24 at the half. And uh, yeah, wasn't great. Wasn't great. And for whatever reason, they started Bismack Biombo. I didn't understand that. He played three minutes and was minus seven. So uh, you started, You're starting Bismack Biombo against DeMontis Sabonis? Yeah, supposedly. I guess they thought that was better than Cody Zeller. And then Cody Zeller came out and went seven for seven and three for three from uh, the, the line. 
had 17 points in 28 minutes, but was a minus 20. In some sense, he was the least negative person who played a pretty good chunk of minutes. Malik Monk was the next one at negative 12. Uh, and unfortunately for the Lamella Ball fans out there, he was a minus 35 in this game and had four turnovers for four assists. So his first foray into postseason basketball, not great, unfortunately. Not, not, not great. And, you know, uh, you know, uh, like a way you could look at this is that maybe like in a normal year, Charlotte would not be would not be in the playoffs and everybody would be thinking positively of, uh, of LaMelo Ball. But I think people still uh, are looking forward to his future and, and what it what it holds. Right. Especially the excitement he gave us during the regular season. I think uh, I, I think um, like I think going going forward is is he your rookie of the year or is Anthony Edwards your rookie of the year? Did LaMelo Ball miss too much time for you? No, I think he's better. Yeah. And I actually don't feel bad about giving somebody who played less time rookie of the year, uh, especially if they do. Like, LaMelo Ball played enough and was good enough for me not to have that feeling. You know what I mean? I think he played enough. Yeah. And I think he was so much better than Anthony Edwards, frankly. And, and he came back to finish the season. I think that uh, that is the... That that is another thing. Maybe if he missed the rest of the year, it would have left a left a bad taste in in, in voters' mouths. But like he came back and he finished the year and he got the he got the Hornets in the, into the plan. Something that we we never quite anticipated. I guess like maybe you had the you had the Hornets as, as the tenth best team in the East. Who 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 really knows? But. Um, I mean, yeah, I think I, I would vote for him for I would vote him for rookie of the year because when he was playing, he was box office. And that's really what it's all about. Um, yep. it, yeah, for the for the for the Pacers, uh, obviously, they're I mean, big win for them. Um, do you see them taking the eight seed from the Wizards now that we've seen both games? Uh, yeah, probably, because I think the health of Bradley Beal is the real question. And they have defenders at that position and a slightly hobbled Bradley Beal gives you, I mean, he's going to give you some problems for on the defensive end, but I think that you can kind of take advantage of that. If he's not at hundred percent, you're really counting on Russell Westbrook to do a whole hell of a lot. So I just don't think that there's particularly there. It's not particularly likely to me that the wizards are able to win this, which is, which really is a, it's a shame when you really think about it. Oh Yeah. Yeah, given how the Wizards ended the year, uh, they they ended the year on a pretty on a pretty high note. They do still have two superstars in Westbrook and Beal. Theoretically, in the East, you should be able to make it with uh, make it to the playoffs with 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 that type of star power on the team. Especially since Russell Westbrook, he set the uh, I mean, he broke Oscar Robinson's record for the triple for for triple double for triple doubles. Uh, the Wizards ended the year very well. Um, but like the the chances of them giving it giving a challenge to a number one seed team, although they 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 did have the Brooklyn Nets number over the course of the regular season, uh, they won some close games against them. I don't know if that's by 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 luck or if there's something there. Not sure, but um, but but anyways, uh, I, I I think that they would be they would be a, qu a quick out in the playoffs, just like the Pacers would be, and th and that is why like. In, in the playing game, what are you really playing for? And I think uh, this is the first year of the playing tournament, so teams are still trying to figure that out. But um, uh, but like moving forward, like did, will this reduce tanking? Like maybe maybe not. You know, it it depends on it depends on the team's goals, right? If you are an up and coming team, 
right? And you're a younger team and playing in the play-in tournament actually benefits you, then um, then you would probably buy the play in the play-in tournament. Uh, if, if you are, you know, trying to get better, you're re very much in the rebuilding phase of your, uh, of, of your team's history and you uh, would rather have the draft pick, I think you would probably still tank. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a way to prove to your team or to your fan base that you're trying, prove to a player that you're trying to keep that uh, you're really going for it. Uh, for example, I think the fact that the Bulls didn't make the play-in tournament is actually kind of bad for them. So something like that is the scenario that I think is uh, more more useful or like the Kings, had they been in in the West, I think that would have been pretty interesting and a, and a really nice story for the Kings. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. It wasn't going to happen, but, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, but that's probably the difference between Luke Walton keeping his job and Luke Walton getting fired. Is, is it? Uh, actually, Monty McNair came out there and said uh, it's likely that he's going to keep his job. Mm -hmm. Okay. That he's going to be the coach for the next year, but I think that's more uh, on a Vivek Ranadive going like, bro, I just, paid a bunch of, I just paid a bunch for these guys. Or I just hired Luke Walton. Uh, if I fire him now, that ain't going to go so well for me. So. Exactly. I think. I, I mean. I think Luke Walton got uh, got a pretty good contract, right, as a coach, and he would be, yeah. he would be paid a lot, anyways, if even if he was out of a job. So that's it's, it's one of those things. You you don't you don't really hurt yourself by giving him one more year. And it, I mean, if, if it goes badly for you, well, it's gone badly for you for the last uh, for, for for the last thirteen or fourteen years. So it's not a not going to make, make that much of a difference. But, you know, I, I like Tyrese Halliburton. I really do. Um, yeah, I mean, they got a steal on that. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Wish Without a the doubt, Warriors so traded good. down and took him. Anyway, anyways, so... Um, I wish they would have just taken him at number two. Forget it. I mean, yeah, like, it's, 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 in hindsight's always twenty twenty. I, I, I Exactly. Think, yeah, but you, I think if we, in the moment, if we drafted Tyler, Tyrese or Halliburton at two... We would have uh, put our heads in our hands a little bit, uh, but like watching him this season, like he would have been the perfect fit next to Steph Curry. Steph Curry, yep. And I mean, our future at this time is still Steph Curry. It's still you Steph know, at Curry. this moment, right? Now, I mean, let, let's be honest. I think it's kind of hard. We, given what James Wiseman is at the first few games of the season, it was pretty remarkable, right? And I think that there's a lot of revisionist history going on right now. Right, right. So I think that it is entirely possible that Steph Curry and James Wiseman can work. The I dude mean, is barely old, right? Like, he's so young. There's really an opportunity here for him to be, you uh, know, maybe not a superstar player, but a very productive player in the NBA. Uh, we we uh, expected think, James Wiseman to come in and be David Robinson right away. And that just Yeah, and never, it's just not realistic. Yeah. yeah, it's not realistic. He wasn't that type of player he's not that I mean like he didn't have that type of experience either and I think that's something we have to remember is just like he didn't have that level of experience and you know it's, it happens it happens like you can't do anything about it all right yeah so yeah, yeah well so, before we turn this into a Warriors podcast before, right? before this turn, I mean it, it is it is eventually going to turn into into a Warriors podcast because we are going to be we're going to be talking about tomorrow Bikram and you know Everybody has been talking about this game. It's been it's it's been the most hyped game for for a while. It's the most consequential Warriors Lakers game of our lifetime, 
And I, I think like a part of this is uh, this is what the league's been waiting for. Like, when are the Warriors and Lakers going to meet each other in a consequential game when they're both actually good? Right. Wow. And like, well, it's 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 interesting because you know the, the Lakers are the seventh seed, even though they don't quite deserve to be there. You know, it's a second set of circumstances. The Warriors are the eighth seed, and you could say that they do deserve to be there based on their roster construction and everything. They're not quite you know one and two in the NBA, right? That's that's the mm-hmm. ultimate dream for for the league. But you know, Lakers and Warriors is, is still box office, and it, it still could be a, a budding rivalry uh, going forward in the future. If you know, if the Warriors and Lakers wanted to be right, I think that would be going over the. I mean, it's hard for me to see what the Warriors do, to be honest. Like moving forward, like that's one thing that I'm I'm interested in seeing. So, because I'm just saying, once Steph Curry is gone, you know, the Bay is really popular, but where does that, where does the team go? The one advantage they have is Joe Lakeup is willing to pay a lot. Uh, the Lakers are in LA and they're a story franchise. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so that's one thing that I think is, is a little bit more difficult for the Warriors, right? As a Warriors fan for a long time, I remember a long, long period of time where we didn't do jack all, right? Right. And the, the most exciting thing we had was the We Believe Warriors, right? So Precisely. that's my take. And that was, a, that was a sort of flash in the pan, a joy. It, it, really, it really brought, brought out the Warriors fans more than anything. The, the, that the fan base is a, is a great one, right? And the, I mean, obviously, that, when Steph Curry came along, that, that manifested itself in actual tangible success. Right. And, and he's, you know, Steph Curry, he's, he is 33. He's going to be 34 next year. You wonder how many, uh, like, how many years can, can, he, can he do this? And what are the Warriors going to do in the offseason? Uh, and uh, obviously LeBron is, is still in L.A. Uh, he's, also, he's also getting older. We're going to see what kind, of, what kind of impact that has on him. But Anthony Davis is still a very much a bona fide player. And he's still relatively, he's still relatively young, has, has, has years left and can be a franchise linchpin going forward um, for, for, exactly. for, for the Lakers as well. So, I mean, we're, we're going to see. It, 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 should be, it should be fun to at least see what, ha- what happens moving forward. But anyways, going back to tomorrow, right? And, and uh, obviously everybody's been looking forward to this game. Everybody has been overanalyzing what 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 is what exactly is going to happen? How hot is Steph Curry exactly? Uh, how uh, how uh, how are the Lakers going to come together for 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 this game? The La- the Warriors have won six straight. The Lakers have won five straight. Uh, LeBron and AD have not been playing together that much, but they played together for the last year to know how to play off of each other. Dennis Schroeder is going to be coming back. I mean, he, he's already been back, but he, he's going to be playing in this game. Andre Drum is going to be playing in this game. Uh, and they, they all played together this weekend, right, Vikram? Against the Pacers and against the, against the Pelicans, right? Sorry, repeat that one more time. You cut out a little bit there. Yeah, yeah, I mean, my, my mistake, my mistake. So I was going to say that Andre Drummond, um, what's his name, Dennis Schroeder, Anthony Davis, and LeBron James all played together. Uh, for the Pacers and the Pelicans game, correct? Yep. Okay. So, I mean, they do have a couple of games under their under their belt. The the Warriors are very much riding on a high, and they're going to continue. They need to continue to be on that high, and probably higher than that high, because this is going to this is going to be the toughest challenge they've faced 
over over the past week or so. They have beaten teams like the Jazz and the Suns. It what there were they were home games, but they were they were they were challenging games. And you know, Draymond Green and Steph Curry still have that sort of playoff mentality to you know close out games in, in, at the end. Uh, that really came came in handy for 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 the Jazz and for the Jazz game and especially during the Suns game, being able to come back and close out that game in the fourth quarter. Uh, they're going to need to have big games from Andrew Wiggins and Jordan Poole like they've been having over the past week or so. And um, they are the Lakers are going to have all their eyes on Steph Curry. And uh, it's going to be up to the other players on the team, the other other Warriors players, to be able to contribute at a high level. The the slight issue for the for, for the Warriors is that even if the – um, even if the Lakers come out and double Steph Curry, they have more than able defenders to um, to, 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 to guard the four on yeah. three with with Draymond yeah. Green, and they're probably going to uh, end up leaving a guy like Kevon Looney wide open. And uh, yeah, and uh, make Kevon Looney beat you, right? And like, I don't know yeah. that Kevon Looney can do it. Yep, yeah, he I, probably. And the, and the Lakers have been the best defensive team in the NBA. That's one thing that has materialized from this year. And it's they they are going to need to continue to be that uh, going into this game. But as we highlighted, it is one game, and uh, yeah, I mean, anything is possible, right? Anything is anything possible. possible. Yeah, anything is possible. Yeah. No, anyway, that Maybe, aside, uh, I, I, I'm going to uh, take a clip off of that and just like say, dude, say that should be somewhere. that should be the ballistic podcast uh, opening, right? But realistically. With this probably game, not, I, probably not you singing it, Vikram. But yeah, yeah no, sure. somebody else, somebody else, definitely somebody, somebody else. else. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, realistically, I think you're right. I think it'll be really difficult for the Warriors to actually be productive in this environment offensively. Uh, I think that you're going to have LeBron just completely blow plays up. The real only question I have, right, is whether or not LeBron is healthy. Right. If he doesn't play, which I mean, I, I know he's going to play. But we'll see what level of efficacy he's going to play at. Uh, if he plays at a limited level of efficacy, I think that there is a potential – there's potential that we have a better chance at it. Our biggest issue is we have no matchup for Drummond and we have no matchup for AD, right? And, and, like and, Anthony and Davis, our, by our, we mean the Warriors, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> our bias comes in slightly here, of course, gentlemen. Yes. Our and ladies listening showing. to this podcast. Yep. Yeah, our fandom is showing slightly, so certainly that is true. Uh, but I mean, I do think that there, the Warriors do not have a defense for specifically Andre Drummond. I think is actually going to be a real problem for us, and you know, it's going to be Andre Drummond, it's going to be Marcus Saul, it's going to be all these guys. Uh, they're going to kind of beat us up on the boards, and I think that one of the things the Warriors have struggled with the entire year statistically is rebounding. I don't think this game is going to be any better with regards to that. So. We will see, man, but I, I just don't see how the heck we're going to play good enough defense against them. And more importantly, they're going to play – I'm not going to say their offense is going to be great, but I think their defense is going to be significantly better on us than ours is going to be on them, right? And right. when I say that, I mean, let's, let's just think about, hey, what does, what does this team have to guard Steph Curry, right? Dennis Schroeder is good at getting over screens relatively. KCP is a solid choice. Alex Caruso is a solid choice, right? They have so many people to throw at him. It's not just one look. And because that's the case, I'm not entirely certain that we're going to have, you know, a good offensive outcome. I recall that Lakers game where the Warriors got waxed 
right? I mean, they it's got just one of those right in the first quarter. Yeah. I, I don't know how it is that this is going to go well for us. And for, for the Warriors, from, from their perspective, right, it's, it's really just about, like, staying in the game. Don't let the game get out of reach, right? Right. So, can, you, can you be a Curry Flurry away, right? Like that's can, the real exactly, question. exactly. And, you know, that, that's the mentality of any underdog that's playing in any, any game in any sport, right? Stay, stay in the game. Stay, stay within striking distance. And and may and give your give yourself a chance in the in the first Laker game where the Warriors won won that game they they gave themselves a chance the Warriors did go down by twenty I think they went down by twenty ish right but they, yep. they 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 came back in the second quarter and in the fourth quarter they brought it down to single digits and right and and that's that sort of mentality they're gonna have have to have in this game because you know the, the Lakers might get off to a hot start and you can, you can't let that affect your game plan you have to you have to keep pushing but it's it's one of those things where you could have the greatest game plan ever and LeBron can just blow it up and, and the Warriors don't have yeah. really have the um, defenders to guard the Lakers so your offense better be top notch and you better be hitting your threes and you better be doing what makes your offense what has made your offense so good over the past couple of weeks right and I mean like let's Let's think about it this way, right? How many times has LeBron seen Steph in high leverage games? Uh, a lot. And a lot. this might be the worst Warriors team that Steph has had playing LeBron in, in this game with this type of stakes in the game. Uh, I think that one of the things you've seen in most of the Lakers Warriors games this season is LeBron James is completely and totally able to destroy the Warriors pet actions. I think that's going to be the biggest problem. Like, I don't think Steph is going to get open for easy looks. And if he doesn't have those easy looks, he's going to have a steady diet of contested three-pointers over pretty decent defenders. So, and so, when that's the case, it's just not going to be that successful. So what is the easiest way to get Steph Curry looks? It is off-scramble defense. What is the easiest way to get the Lakers in the scram- scramble defense? Off Offensive rebounds. Is it easy to get offensive rebounds against the Lakers? No. And that exactly, and, and it comes down to that, right? The, the, that 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 is that is the equation I'm looking at. How many second chance opportunities can the Warriors get? And that that's really the the, the best chance to get Steph Curry a shot. Like we know yeah. this because Steph never stops moving. He never stops moving, and that, that's a credit to him. And you know the the Lakers are going to be preparing in the half court. Like can can we stop Steph's movement? And I think they will be they will be successful doing that in the half court. But can you get them a little scrambled? Can you can Andrew Wiggins have another ten rebound game? Because he's the best athlete on the floor. No, I mean Draymond Draymond Green will get will get his rebounds. Kevon Looney, I don't see him getting rebounds over Andre Drummond. He's really nope. good for just like tapping the ball away and creating havoc in that in that way. But like the the way the Warriors will have a chance in this game is quite frankly if they out hustle the Lakers and out hustling the Lakers means your best athletes have to come to play and for the Warriors their best athlete is Andrew Wiggins. Yeah, and I mean Andrew Wiggins is gonna have to have another game of his life and you know I know he's been playing like a man possessed over the last couple of weeks, but like I don't know if he's a, enough to carry this team. You know what I mean? He he's gonna I have to have the best game it. of his career. Oh score, yeah, like score score with efficiency, uh, extra hustle, um, play stellar in, defense, like impact the game. Well, really impact the game athletically, right? Like that's what it's gonna take. 
Mm-hmm. It's going to take him impacting the game athletically in ways that we are not accustomed to, to seeing. And, you know, we can hope that that will be the case, but I mean, do we think it's likely? You know, I don't think so. I mean, I hope so. That's that, that's always been the million dollar question with Wiggins. Will will we see his best game? And you know, credit to him, it's it's happened more often than not this season. This year, uh, rather, yeah. Rather and than, he, it's you're been, right. It's, it's been a little more consistent than what he was with the with, with the Timberwolves, but that but that doesn't mean that we are confident that Andrew Wiggins would will show up in this game. We, we still don't know. And in addition to Andrew Wiggins, we also have Jordan Poole. He's going to have to continue his hot streak as well. Um, he, I mean, he scored 15 points in the in the Memphis Grizzlies game. Hit hit a lot of timely buckets. Had a lot of difficult shots, and then and and those difficult shots will have to go down in this game. Um, in order for the Warriors to e- even have a chance, they their bench their their bench minutes have to be productive. And I think I think we're going to have to see we're, we're going to see a game where if the, obviously if the Warriors are able to keep it within striking distance. Maybe Steph comes back into the game with eight minutes left in the quarter rather than six, and that I think that's exactly total up to forty two. Yeah. So here's here's what I see for them. I think Steve's going to play him twelve minutes of the first quarter. Bring him in at the eight-minute mark in the second quarter. Play him the whole third quarter, and if the game's not close, feel free to sit him for the rest of the game. Right? Give him that rest then. But if you have a chance to be competitive, got to do it. You have to do it yeah. because if you if you win I that mean, game, then your next game is on Saturday, right? Well, not only is it on uh, your next game is on Saturday, you have time to rest, but most significantly. That two seven side of the bracket is like way easier, right? You win. You're playing the winner of the Nuggets Blazers if you win, right? Like that's the easiest path to a Western Conference Finals for the Warriors. You could and wouldn't actually, that be a hilarious story? That that, that would that would be that, that that would not only be hilarious, but like it. I think the Suns would be the hardest matchup for the Warriors for the Warriors in out of those three teams. Yeah, of course, right? of course, because the Warriors always play the Blazers, but always. Uh, even though they lost a couple of games this year, um, I mean they, they lost a game earlier in the season when they were struggling. But the the Blazers have no answer for Steph Curry. Uh, that's what that's what I've seen. And uh, uh, the only the only game the Blazers won at home was a very very close game. Went down to the wire. It was because they couldn't hit shots down the stretch. And by them I mean the Warriors, right? Uh, so um, so so the, the Blazers are a great matchup. And and the Nuggets, the Warriors beat them in back to back occurrence occurrences over the past month both of them were home games and both of them when the nuggets were off coming off of winning streaks so they can definitely beat the i don't i don't know if they, they can definitely beat them in a seven game series probably that's a stretch but you know the nuggets are hurting as well so we'll i mean we'll, we'll see we'll see what happens but and um the warriors should definitely try to win this game if, if not if for nothing else just secure your playoff spot i mean that you don't want to get into a do-or-die situation with, with Memphis, even though you're the better team than Memphis. Like, it's, it's still it's, – we said it for Warriors and Lakers, and the same applies to every play yeah, game. Yeah, one game, it's, right? It's one game. It's one yeah, game. Yeah, anything, anything can happen, happen, man. Yeah. You know, I think we're, we're basically exactly right there. And I thought, you know, that Memphis game was not really encouraging for the Warriors, right? Like – I mean, it is in the sense that Memphis has to get almost every lucky break to win that game. But, like, 
they were pretty close to winning that game if Dylan Brooks doesn't pick up that sixth foul, right? They were on this right. incredible hot streak. We couldn't score. I and mean, so it's yeah. certainly conceivable to think that that would be what happens in this this iteration too, right? <laughs> I kind of doubt it. I'm pretty sure that Steph and Draymond have, will be able to figure out, especially given some tape, how to deal with Dylan Brooks, who is not the most lockdown defender in the world. So I'm sure they'll they'll have some tricks up their sleeve. I'm sure the Grizzlies will also have some tricks up their sleeve. It's a risk not worth getting into, if at all possible, right? If at all possible. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, if you, if you lose to the Lakers, I mean, that's uh, – you, you Yeah, lost that's life, you right? Lost, like, you, you've lost to you a better the team. underdog. Yeah. Yeah, you've lost to a better team. You know, that's the reality of it. Mm-hmm. Now, would we rather play the Jazz or the Suns? I, I mean, I know that I – Right, because we're not sure about Donovan Mitchell's health, and Mike Conley has been in and out, and we're not sure about that either. So, you know, I think that there is absolutely an argument to be made for that. And if you're the Lakers, would you rather play the Suns or the Jazz? I think they'd rather play. Whoever's in front of them, they're not really that worried about They're it. not really concerned. Play the... Yeah, I think they, they would, would rather the play the in that Jazz series. Mm-hmm. Would they be the favorite against the Jazz going into yes. it? Yes, yes. Who's going to defend uh, LeBron James in that game? Nobody, nobody. But that would be that would be the the weirdest way, Vegas lineup ever I would have ever seen. Um, and I mean, yeah, like, but it's it's logical. Like, if, if Vegas works off of anything, it's logic. Yeah. I mean, who? Uh, how how many people out of fifty are are picking the Lakers to win that series? Probably forty five. 35 yeah. to 40, I think. 30, 35 to 40. So that's... I mean, that's we would... Really yeah, I think we would both pick the Lakers, right? Yeah, we would both pick the Lakers in that series. Fully healthy? Yeah, I mean... Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Absolutely, and, and, no and doubt. For, and, for, uh, and for a potential Sun series, Suns-Lakers series, I'm picking the Lakers. I'm not I'm not shy about saying that. Hell, the, the Clippers try to run away from the Lakers. Right? Which, they, uh, probably smart. Probably smart, especially since your franchise has not never been to a conference finals. Probably want to get there first. Um, yep, probably want to get there. I don't blame their. I don't blame that choice. I don't blame them at all for that. I truly don't. I think that the I would be afraid to play the Lakers in this matchup too, right? And you kind of got a feel for either the Suns or the Jazz. Your reward for being the. Uh, your reward for being the first or second seed is playing the Warriors or playing the Lakers. And I think they would all rather play the Mavs, the Jet, or sorry, the Mavs, the Blazers, or Nuggets at this point. So <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> Maybe we should. Uh, I know Danny Larue of the Dunked On podcast and Real GM Radio has had this, has been a proponent of having the top seeds be able to pick their matchup. And, you know, I think there is a, a certain level of logic to that, right? So the how would that work? For one of these... how, would, how would that work? The first seed would have the first pick of their matchup, and then the second yep, seed basically. would have the second. And then that yeah. would form the bracket? Yep, that would form the bracket. That would form the bracket? Or would it be like, okay, now you, yeah, now you play the games. Now the highest remaining seed gets to choose who they play next. I do not know exactly yeah. the specifics of that, right? But like you know, I'd be fine with either way, right? That, that I think that, that would that would definitely increase the value of having the number one home seed court, or right? Like it would, 
yeah. it would prioritize the regular season. If you want to talk about how you can make the regular season more important, that's probably the way. Yep. Right? Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. That's, that's how a, you should do that, it. That, that is a way. That is a way to do it. And, you know, if you, if, if, I mean, to prevent a, a team from saying, we don't care if you're the first or the second seed, we're going to see the first seed in the conference finals anyway, just bring it on, right? Like the Warriors did when the Rockets were the number one seed, right? It would, it would probably be a fight to the finish to get the number one seed in, in the conference if, if, if that well, were the case. In that particular situation, I don't know that the Warriors really cared that much. And I, I, but I also, think, I also think this year is really, really weird especially since the Lakers are the are indeed the seventh seed. I think in a, any other year, the first seed would choose to play the eighth seed. Right. And I mean, you know, it just depends. But if that's the case, it doesn't matter, right? You see what I'm saying? Right. Then it would be business as usual. But I think you should give that team an opportunity to pick their matchup because they gain something. They get something out of having earned the number one seed in this particular configuration. I don't see that being the case. In fact, I feel like the, Suns and the Jazz are being almost penalized for their record in some sense. <laughs> now, you know, if the Grizzlies end up coming, you can uh, you can completely parent I mean, these the, words the, back the, to me. The right? Jazz would love that. The Jazz, the Jazz would be, yes, uh, we would like to warm up, uh, have a warm-up series against the Grizzlies before we face anybody else. And, and that's, the way the, that's the way the playoffs have been up until this year. Like for for the Warriors, for example, like the Warriors were the number one seed for you know four consecutive years, uh, three out of four years, right? And their first round matchup was always pretty straightforward. Yeah, except that Clippers yeah. matchup. Huh? Besides the Clippers, you, I mean the, the Clippers matchup yeah. that took on a life of its own. Uh, and um, yeah, okay. I, I mean, but would the Warriors choose to play the Clippers that year if the Warriors uh, were the number one seed? Maybe they opt to play the number seven seed, whoever that was that year. Um, who was it that year? I don't remember. But, you know, it's a question, right? It's right. always a question. And I, like, think the Blazers, the I think the Blazers were the number two seed. In the, in, no, no, they weren't. Oh, God. I need to look We would have to look now. it up. But it's, yeah. I, it's killing me. It's killing me to the level I need to look it up right now. Give me a minute. Give me a minute. No problem. Because that because because that because that Dan, Dan, that Danny Larue uh, scenario is it it is intriguing. It is very it, yeah. I mean, it's it a is thought, a very man. intriguing idea. And my internet is being slow. Okay, but you know that aside, we'll we'll see on. Uh, keep looking it up. That's totally fine. But I, what I'm thinking is, like at some point the NBA has to find ways to make the regular season a little bit better given their, you know, unique restrictions, right? Mm -hmm. Their unique restriction is the fact that at the end of the day, the regular season is the regular season. It's just not that important. Can't do anything about that, but it is what it is. The seven seed that year was the Spurs. It's post Kawhi. The first year without Kawhi. Kawhi. It was the first Uh, year without Kawhi with DeMar. Yeah. Huh. Probably the Warrior, Warriors would play them, but the Clippers, they, the Clippers just came off trading Tobias Harris, who was considered their best player. Yeah. Yeah. So I think they would have. I think they still would have stuck with the Clippers. I think so too. I think, yeah. I mean, in that particular case, they would have. 
But I mean, in this this year, I think there'd be a real benefit to it, right? Because the Jazz would be like, uh, we'll play the Nuggets. I don't know. Probably, I'm not sure they would like to do that, but you know, whoever they would pick, right? And the Suns would be like, we'll play the Blazers, uh, or something. Exactly. Like and I think they would be justified in making that decision, right? And the Clippers I mean, would be stuck. Sense. The Clippers would be stuck with the Lakers. <laughs> As the well, course. no, they could. The, I mean, they could. Uh, yeah, I think everybody else would. They everybody else would like not want that, right? Right. So yeah. Okay. Well. So yeah, I mean. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Nobody else would want that matchup, right? Would you rather play the Lakers or would you rather play the Clippers? Somehow, I have a feeling that most of these teams would rather play the Lakers at this moment with the health concerns. It's definitely a question. And, um, you know, uh, that is the end of our podcast. So we're just going to, you know, uh, come back tomorrow. And uh, we're going to definitely and do post-game tomorrow. We have to do post-game tomorrow. I mean, oh, that, absolutely. That, that, that is our job. And, you know, hopefully it's a great game. Hopefully both teams come out to play. And by both teams, yeah. Lakers and Warriors. Memphis, really quickly, Memphis, San Antonio. I don't want to do this podcast 40 minutes without even mentioning them. That sounds, that looks a little, sounds a little. Yeah, boring. that would be so bad. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah so yeah. Memphis, San Antonio, really quickly. What do you think? Do you think Memphis is moving on? I mean, I think Memphis should be favored, but I certainly think that San Antonio has the necessary personnel to be competitive in that game. And I think Pop has been doing this a long time. You know, I just don't know that it is. It is never good to gamble against Pop, is my opinion. Oh, yeah. I mean, definitely. And uh, I mean, last year was the first year in a long time the the Spurs the Spurs missed the playoffs. They are coming up four consecutive losses. Uh, they've been two and eight in the last ten. They're not they don't have Derek White. Derek they have White, a lot of things yeah. going against them. But against a, a youthful, inexperienced team like the like the Grizzlies, that is precisely the team that uh, that Popovich would like to take advantage of in a one game play in. No one is better in scheming for playoff basketball than Greg Popovich. Yep, and let's think about it this way, right? Like when you when you really consider this, right? The mm-hmm. Spurs had like an absolute murderer's row at the end of the season, right? I think the Grizzlies would have been one of the easier games in their end of season uh, in their end of season lineup had they been playing. So I think there is a, a real possibility that 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 this game ends up being a rather favorable matchup for them. So we'll see. I'm excited to watch the game, actually, uh, but not as excited as I am to watch Lakers-Warriors, of course. And given the time difference, I probably I'm, I probably would not wake up in time for Spurs-Grizzly. Probably i catch the end of it and then, uh, and, and then watch Lakers-Warriors. But, uh, but yeah, um, I mean, it's, it's, definitely, it's definitely a matchup. And um, it's definitely more exciting than the other match, the other two matchups we had today, for sure. Yeah, without uh, the a Western doubt. Conference it has uh, again uh, shown its dominance over the Eastern Conference, and I, I mean it's been that way well, for our entire it's really, lives. it's really the the bottom of it, right? The bottom. The Western Conference is more overall. It's 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 more strong, like in in totality, in than than the East. But okay. 
with that, we're going to end our podcast. Uh, we can't wait to we can't wait to record tomorrow. And you know, enjoy the game, guys. Should be fun. Yep, we're going to be enjoying it. We'll yeah. talk to you tomorrow. Talk to you tomorrow, guys. And uh, for Vikram, I'm Guru. See you tomorrow. <laughs>